Welcome to Blog Talk Radio in high fidelity. talking sports and having fun doing it. I want all your ideas, all your opinions, and all your beliefs. Of course, as always, you will get a heavy dose of my opinion. If you have an opinion, number to call, 646-727-3070. That's 646-727-3070. You can listen to the show, blogtalkradio.com. Slash PKN. Messages to the show at Go For It Care, G O F O R I T G A N T. While you're there, give me a follow at Go For It Care. Also, hit me up at the website, goforitcaresports.com, where we continue to talk sports. Have fun doing it. Great show lined up for you today. Expected to be joined by Ryder University assistant basketball coach Marlon Gill. He's going to stop on by. NBA season. Is upon us. Such an exciting NBA season coming up. I mean, just so many twists and turns. Kyrie's in Boston. Paul George, Westbrook, and Mello are in OKC. Joel Embiid in Philly. I think it's exciting. Lonzo Ball with the Lakers. Of course, the Warriors with what they got. They brought the band back. The Rockets, Harden, and, and, and CP3. But the Nuggets, you know, Jokic and and uh, Millsap, you know, Gary Harris, they re-signed. You know, he got, he got himself a nice little extension. You know, not, the Nuggets are going to be an interesting basketball team. So there's a lot of twists, turns, plots. Cleveland, you know, they, they got a new look. Uh, you know, IT in, Kyrie out. I mean, it's a lot of different things to look forward to in the NBA season, and I. Anyway, we'll get to all that, but let's start with the NFL. Last night, Thursday night football, and there's not many times during Thursday night football, not many times in general, Thursday night football where you get big-time performances, where you get big-time games. A lot of Thursday night games tend to be duds, tend to be a little boring, and, you know, the football tends to be bad. Last night, different story. Last night, we got some good football last night. Philadelphia 4-1. Um, obviously, the Panthers 4-1 in Carolina. And you got the Philadelphia Eagles who went into Carolina and improved. You know, we look at the Eagles. They beat the Redskins, start the season. You know, start the season. You start the season. Who knows how good anybody is. Redskins are 2-2 two and two and are a decent football team. But, you know, you beat the Giants who haven't won a game. Beat the Chargers who only won one game. And the Cardinals only won one game. So we, we had some doubts about the for, the validity and, 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 and just how good this football team truly is at 4-1. But that victory last night in Carolina showed me something. I think that victory last night in Carolina showed a lot of people something. It showed a lot of people that this Philadelphia football team is for real. I think it also showed a lot of people that Carson Wentz is legit. This dude is legit. And if you're the Cleveland Browns, and, and, and you know, it's a bad time to be a, a sports fan in Cleveland. You know, you got the Cavs. That's all good. But the Indians up 2-0 against the Yankees, you blow that series after winning 100-plus games in the regular season. You got the Browns, who had an opportunity at Wentz, and decide to trade out of the pick and passed on this guy. And this guy who they passed on is big time. Carson Wentz is the truth. If you haven't seen him, get to see him. If you don't know, you better ask somebody. 13 touchdowns, only three picks. This dude is legit. Almost 100 quarterback rating, 99.6. 
this is this performance uh, against um, Carolina was coming off the performance against the Cardinals where he threw for 304 touchdowns last night, 222 yards, three touchdowns, no picks. This dude's really not turned it over. I know he had a, a sack fumble last night. He had he got sacked and he coughed the football up. But at, at the end of the day, this guy is playing some big-time football. Philadelphia defensively is playing some big-time football. And the thing about Philadelphia is their front, their, their front seven is decent. They get a solid, decent pass rush. One of the weaknesses with this football team are their corners. And that might be remedied. When Darby, Ronald Darby, comes back at some point during this regular season. But at the end of the day, this is a good football team. This might be even an elite football team, especially if you get that kind of quarterback play out of Wentz and you continue to get the type of play you get from your defense. If you get that play from the D, you get that play from Wentz, I'm looking around in the NFC. I'm not saying the league. I'm looking around in the NFC, and I'm saying, okay, who can challenge them? Obviously, Green Bay. Obviously, Atlanta. And maybe Seattle, but I don't know how much I believe in Seattle at this point. But Atlanta, Green Bay, and I think Philadelphia, probably the three best teams in the NFC. And they go into Carolina. And this was a Carolina football team. You know, they beat some decent teams. Beat Buffalo, who, who's a, you know, above 500, who beat the Atlanta Falcons, who beat the Denver Broncos. Buffalo's a good football team. Beat the Saints. At the time, it didn't seem like, uh, well, they lost to the Saints, actually. But they beat the Lions, go into Detroit against the Lions. Tino's was playing some decent football. Obviously, they beat the Patriots going into New England and beat the New England Patriots. So, they beat some decent football teams along the way to go 4-1. But last night, you know, Philadelphia, that defense, you know, made Cam a little uncomfortable at times, forced him into three picks. You know, they had put some pressure on him, hit him a few times, and, and did what they needed to do. And, you know, LeGarrette Blunt is doing what he needs to do. You know, Nelson Aguilar, he's, he's kind of resuscitated his career you know, kind of jump-started his career after a, a slow start with his NFL career. I mean, many thought, hey, this dude was a bust. First-round pick, but many thought this guy was a bust. He's not playing like a bust right now. He's playing like a big-time football player. He's making some big-time plays for the Philadelphia Eagles in the slot, and, you know, he, he's turning into the guy that they wanted him to be when they drafted him back. A couple of years ago, Chip Kelly drafted him. And obviously now they they sent Jordan Matthews on his way to Buffalo in order to get their hands on Darby. And, you know, sending him on his way, they got themselves a, a guy in Darby, obviously, who's big time, solid corner, went healthy. And then he gets – and then obviously it, it's kind of addition by subtraction because Nelson Aguilar is ready to go, and he's putting up some solid numbers for the Philadelphia Eagles. This is a 5-1 and one football team. 3-1 and one on the road, by the way. So they played four road games, and they got a three-game homestand coming up. So the Philadelphia Eagles, you know, they got Washington coming to town. That's going to be a tough football game, division game. Got 49ers, the 49ers coming to town. That's a game you should win. You got the Broncos coming to town. Again, that's going to be a tough football game. So you got three straight games. Redskins, Niners, Broncos, I mean, the 49ers game is a gimme game. That's the game they should get. But the Redskins and the Broncos, I think they're going to be some tough football games. They're going to be some tough football games. That's not going to be easy. Especially, again, Washington is your division rival, and you guys always play. You guys tend to play some close football games. And that first game you guys played was a close football game. The Philadelphia Eagles at 5-1 are proving to be for real. Carson Wentz, 13 touchdowns, only three interceptions after four games, is proving to be for real. And at this point, 
as this team right now, arguably the best team in the NFC and could represent the NFC in the Super Bowl. Still early. Again, a lot of football to be played. A lot of things can happen. A lot of people can go up. A lot of people can go down. Injuries, things of that nature. So it's still early, but it's looking good in Philadelphia. And Carson Wentz is looking like the real deal. Cleveland, all those different quarterbacks you started with, like 20-plus quarterbacks since you came back into the league, and you had a chance, an opportunity to get Carson Wentz, and you passed. You traded out of the pick. You didn't think he was good enough. That, that's negligible. And and that organization, whoever made that decision, everybody involved in that decision should be sent packing. Wentz is true. All right. We're going to bring in a guy now, you know, favorite to the show. You know, we, we, we talk a lot of NBA with this man. NBA season is upon us. It's coming up, man. Woo! All this great basketball coming up, man. All these different storylines coming up. Can't wait for it to jump off. Can't wait to talk to this man. Let's bring him in now, Ryder University, assistant basketball coach, Marlon Gill. Marlon. Paul, what's up, buddy? How you doing? How are you? Doing good, man. Doing good. We we got uh, Midnight Madness going on tonight on campus, but, you know, I had to put all that to the side, man, to come uh, get on your show, man. So it's For always sure. a pleasure. Likewise, likewise. So, you know, we'll, we'll let you get back to your Midnight Madness in a moment, in a moment. So let, <laughs> let's get right down to it. Get right down to it. Let's start with this. I mean, we look at this NBA offseason. Kyrie went to Boston, and, and, and Mello and Paul George went to OKC. Golden State, they brought the band back. You know, Cleveland, they, they get a Derrick Rose. Obviously, they get an Isaiah Thomas, and that Irving trade. So many different twists, turns in this NBA offseason. Have you ever seen anything like this? I mean, it, it was exciting. Oh, no, it definitely is exciting, man. And, and I'll say this. Uh, my league pass is on deck. I, I'm ready to go, man. I, I'm I'm excited. Uh, you know, like you said, with everything that is going on in the NBA this past summer or this past off season, you know, all, all these moves it brings a lot of excitement uh, to the game. Uh, you, you know, obviously the Warriors, you know, they bring everybody back. You know, Boston made a move which uh, triggered Cleveland to make some moves and, and so on and so on. And everything was sort of of a domino effect. Um, so, you know, I, I'm looking forward to this season, man. It's a lot of a lot of question marks, man, a lot of things to be answered. And, you know, next week, uh, Tuesday, Wednesday, can't come quick enough. For sure, for sure. So let's try to start answering some of these questions because there there's a lot of them. Let's start with OKC. I mean, you're OKC now, and if you saw that roster at the end of last year, you didn't think there was no way possible that that roster could get you a Paul George and a Carmelo Anthony, and you didn't even have to give up Russell Westbrook. I mean, it's absolutely amazing how OKC was able to pull those moves off. And again, that roster was just Russell Westbrook and pretty much everybody else. And they found a way to get Melo, found a way to get Paul George and obviously Westbrook. They got a big three in OKC. How do you see that big three in OKC? Uh, uh, we're going to have uh, Sam Presti for uh, for president. Let, let's start there. For sure. Um, you, you know, uh, I mean, you know, not to talk about politics, but I'm sure he, he'd do a better job than the guy we have right now, but that's that's for another day. Uh, you, you know, I, I think it, it shows how good Presty is as a GM. And let's not forget, this is the same guy that put together a nice trio early on with starting with uh, Kevin Durant, following that up with Westbrook, and then uh, drafting James Harden, and then taking it a step further and getting Serge Ibaka. You know, so one, it shows that 
Presty knows what he's doing. Now, you know, when you have a guy like Kevin Durant leave, it's a big blow to your organization. And I know, I'm sure he received a lot of flack for it, but man, the, the, the way he's made up for it in a big way, you know, obviously first by getting Paul George and having to give up Oladipo and, and Sabonis, you know, I, I liked Sabonis' game. I, I thought he would be a good piece for them as time went on, but if you can get a guy like Paul George, you got to take that chance and, and make it happen. And then to follow that up with uh, Carmelo Anthony, and, and all you had to give up was Enos Cantor and uh, Jeff McDermott and, and a second round draft pick. No. Come on, he, 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 you couldn't you couldn't ask for anything better if, if you're an OKC fan. And I'll say this: I'll say this on your show. After 21 years, I've officially left the Knicks organization, and I've jumped on to the OKC organization. So I'm thunder up. I'm looking forward to it this year. I can't let you do that. I, I can't let you do that. <laughs> I cannot let you do that. You know, you're a lifelong New York Knicks fan. You can't jump ship that easy. I, I can't let you do that. I can't let you do that. I, but but you, you know what? At, at least with your team, you can trust the process. I don't know yeah, what I'm yeah. trusting being a Knicks fan. So, you know, I, I think I get seniority. Uh, 21 years, I've given my blood, sweat, and tears to the organization. And, and now, you know, I, I think I'm entitled to a switch. No? Uh, uh, I can't let you do that. <laughs> I can't let you do that. <laughs> I can't let you do that. So, I mean, so, I mean, obviously, you're getting your league pass. Ultimately, you're looking to watch a lot of OKC, Westbrook, Paul George, Mello. Can they challenge the Golden State Warriors? I think they can. And the reason why I say this is because if you're Paul George and Carmelo Anthony, and even Westbrook for that matter, this has to work. Because if it doesn't work, now everybody's going to point the finger at you in particular. You know, uh, Paul George, I mean, obviously he had some success at Indiana when it was himself, Hibbert, and, and Lance Stevenson when they challenged those Miami teams. But, you know, that, that kind of faded out. And, and, you know, Paul George was still young. And, and even with Carmelo, obviously, you know, a couple of years ago when they, when they had that veteran team in New York with him, Jason Kidd, uh, Kenyon Martin, Kurt Thomas, and Shea Wallace, and those guys. But now it, it's kind of, you know, it's kind of like you got to put up or shut up. And, and I, I think those three guys know that. And, and you know, if, if you're expecting this thing to happen overnight, then, you know, you're fooling yourselves. I, I think Billy Donovan is a good coach, and he'll figure out how to make those three guys play together uh, and I think the guy that can benefit most from this is Stephen Adams. I mean, here's a guy at his size. If you catch him in pick and roll situations, well, if you're the defense, how do you, who do you sag in off as he's rolling hard to the basket? You got Paul George that can make shots. You got Carmelo that that can make shots. Uh, you got Westbrook that that can make a shot or can play going downhill using that ball screen. Uh, you know, so it, it's. Pick your poison. Um, obviously, when they get Patrick Patterson back, that's another guy that can make shots at that four spot. Uh, the, the only hope is if OKC plays Andre Roberson uh, 48 yeah. minutes, maybe you sag in off him. Uh, but it, it, it's it's going to be tough to guard. And I think Donovan can, can figure that out. And once he does, you know, you, you're looking at a top two, three team uh, in the West and I think in the league altogether. Let me ask you this. You know, obviously, you said it's going to take some time for this to to come together, and and you know, obviously, it, it happens when when you know, guys come together, superstars come together. Do they have the time? Because at the end of the day, Paul George he could be out by the end by season's end. Melo he could be out by season's end. So by the time this thing you know comes together and gets right two of your three big pieces might be out the door. No, and, and, and you know what? I, I get that part of it, the business side to it, but the one thing that 
started this domino effect was Westbrook signing his contract. So with him signing his contract, I think that to eye opener to Paul George and say, you know what, let's see how this thing goes here for this year. And then Melo is going to opt into his uh, deal after this season. There's no way he's going to leave $25, 28000000 million on the table because he's not going to get that much from another team right now at this point in time in, in his career. So, you know, I, I think it, it'll be a two-year uh, process. And, and let's be honest, these guys are veterans. They know that the real basketball starts in uh, in March, April, you know, when it's time to make that playoff push. And like I said, you know, and especially in a guy like Carmelo's case, you know, the ridicule that he's gotten for not getting his team to the playoffs, and, you know, he's hungry for it. You know, we've seen the, the videos of, of Hoodie Mello all summer. I thought I was watching Tommy Shepard the way he was just killing dudes, man. So, you know, I, I'm looking forward to them uh, making this thing work. We're talking to Ryder University assistant basketball coach, Marlon Gill. So, Marlon, Golden State Warriors, they brought the band back. I mean, everybody from that championship team is is back. I mean, everybody is there. You know, all the pieces are there. They even had a swaggy peak. I mean, Nick Young is in the mix as well. But everybody that was there is, is pretty much back. And obviously, if this group stays healthy, they have to be the favorite. But is it, barring injury, is it Golden State and essentially everybody else? Uh, you know what, you can say that that's what the case is, I mean, obviously, because they're the champions. And, you know, you got to, to it's like what Ric Flair said, to beat a man, you got to beat the man. So, you know, teams have to go to Oracle Arena and, and you know, it's going to go through Golden State, I, I think, for, for this entire year. And, and can they do it again? The, the pieces are definitely there. Adding a guy like uh, like Nick Young, is a big piece. And I say that to say this, everybody knows how talented Nick Young is, but, you know, obviously some of the things he does on the court and off the court are a bit questionable. But I think when you have a guy like that and he walks into that locker room of guys that are no nonsense and, you know, when it's time to work, we work. I think you almost have to fall into line. And with the way they play, you know, with the offense being so free, I think it suits him pretty good in a position where, you know, he's not even your top four options, one of your top four options. That's huge because this is a guy that has put up points in the league. Uh, but, you know, you talk about bringing him in on that second unit, you know, you know, with a guy like, like Livingston, uh, JaVale McGee, who, who I'm a fan of. I think him playing on Golden State has kind of, saved his career a, a little bit. Uh, you know, no more Shaq in the pool because he's playing on a winner. Uh, but, it, you know, I, I think it's pluses all around with, with the guys that they have and the guys that they've had it. So let me, let, let, let's go to Cavaliers now. And, and obviously, they're going to look different. I mean, their, their second best player is no longer on the roster. And that's Kyrie Irving. He's off to Boston. Isaiah Thomas, when he comes back, you know, obviously we expect him to play some considerable minutes and obviously have a big-time role. And the question is when he comes back. But obviously, D. Wade is in the building. Derrick Rose is in the building. I mean, so this is a basketball team that has reloaded on some level. I mean, I I look at this basketball team, and, and I think they could be slightly better than they were last year. They could be deep. They're, they're deeper than they were last year. But here's also the thing. You're relying on a guy like Derrick Rose. Health has not always been on his side. You're relying on a guy like D. Wade. Health has not always been on his side. You're relying on a guy like Isaiah Thomas. His health is questionable. But how do you view Cleveland coming into this season? I'm going to start by by saying this. So you see all all these moves that these teams are making, you know, the OKCs, the – Boston's, the Golden State Warriors, uh, so on and so on. 
all these moves are happening for one reason. Everybody's trying to take down LeBron James. But let's just call a spade a spade. Yeah. You know, he's still the best player in the world. Uh, you know, the pieces that, that they've added around him, you know, it, it, that's another one that'll take some time. Uh, the one thing that LeBron has had the luxury of having in the past is guys that can shoot the ball. And, you know, they, they spread the floor, and, you know, he's able to drive and kick out for for shots. Well, that's a little different. You, you know, Dwayne Wade isn't a three-point shooter, so to speak. Derrick Rose definitely isn't a three-point shooter. Um, you know, so how, how do these guys, you know, find their way with LeBron? And, and you know, that's why we have preseason. That's why you have training camp. Uh, but they're, they're another team that you probably won't see them playing their best basketball un- until January. And, and I, I think once they figure it out with the East being watered down with the way it is, you know, that they'll benefit from that. You know, there'll be some nights where, you know, guys don't have to play the entire uh, 40-something minutes a game and, and they'll still be able to get some wins. Um, but, you know, the the – move that, that I do like that's not being talked about is Jay Crowder. Uh, you know, Jay Crowder is a pretty good player in, in the NBA. He, he can make shots. He brings toughness. He defends, plays hard. I, I think that gets overlooked a lot. Uh, and, and, you know, th- this is a Cleveland team that, you know, let's be honest, they did lack a little bit of toughness in the finals, I, I, I thought. I mean, no knock on Channing Fry, Richard Jefferson, uh, Darren Williams. The, the, those guys, and, and I'm not going to say what you think I'm going to say, but the, those guys just aren't the toughest guys, uh, you know, to to take with you when you're heading down in, in the trenches. Um, so, you know, I, I think that, that Jay Crowder move was big. I, obviously, having... Dwayne Wade is just a different animal. And, and you know, are, are you expecting him to play 40-plus minutes? No. If he can give you 20 minutes a game at, you know, 15, 16 points a game, that's great. And, and you know, people are killing Derrick Rose. If I'm Cleveland, I, I got a scotch-free with this Derrick Rose uh, pickup. You're only paying him $2.1 million a year. Yeah. Right now, that's, you know, chump change for what all these other guys are, are making. For a guy that a couple years ago was the MVP of the league, uh, and, and you know, let's not forget, granted he he wasn't on a good New York Knicks team last year, but he still averaged 16, 17, 18 points a game. There, there's a lot of teams in this league that would take Derrick Rose on, on their team, and, and essentially you would bring them in to be a backup, which is highway robbery. You, you know that that That's a true. guy with his kind of talent, you would bring them in to be a backup. So. You know, it, it'll be interesting. It'll take Cleveland some time, but, you know, they'll defend. Uh, you know, Michael Lungenbardi is probably one of the best defensive coaches in, in the league. Uh, so, you know, they will defend, and that'll keep them in games. And their scoring is going to help them win a lot of games. So I, I think if we give them some time as well, you know, they know how this thing goes. Their plan is to be playing in June, and I think they'll be doing that again. So we look at – we're talking to Roger University assistant basketball coach Marlon Gill. So we look at who Isaiah Thomas was traded for. He was traded for Kyrie Irving. Kyrie Irving's in Boston now. Irving is in the building. Gordon Hayward is in the building. You know, you got Al Horford already there. Marcus Morris there in the building. Tatum. You know, Jalen Brown has another year under his belt. I mean, I, I'm looking at – I was watching Boston the other night. I mean, I, and looking at Boston – you know, this team is deep. I mean, Marcus Smart, you know, Tatum coming off the bench, you know, Rozier coming off the bench. This is a deep basketball team. And, you know, I'm not saying they can beat the Cavaliers in a seven-game series because it's a tall order to beat LeBron James. It took a historically great team like the Golden State Warriors to beat a LeBron James. And, so it, it, it's very difficult to beat LeBron James. But I look at the Boston Celtics, and they're deep. They're talented. They're well-coached. 
you don't think Boston has an opportunity or a chance to beat the Cavaliers in a seven-game series in the playoffs? I'm going to say no, and, and and this is why. Now, you, you make great points. You know, all, all those guys they have are, are good players. They're not great players. They're, they're good players. They have a chance to be great, but they're not there yet. But now, if there's a game seven, and, you know, I don't know whether you have it in Boston or you have it, let's say, in Cleveland, Gordon Hayward has never been in a game seven before. If guys that haven't been there, they get a little tight, man. You know, uh, it's a different different feel. You know, that, that, that game seven, man, it's not for everybody. Um, so, you know, I, I, I just think Cleveland's been there. You know, LeBron has been in game sevens. Dwayne Wade has been in game sevens. Derrick Rose has been in game sevens. You know, they know the magnitude of those games. And you know a move that nobody's really talking about? Losing Avery Bradley was big. That's huge. You know, he's a great defender. He would often guard the other team's best best backcourt player. He just brought different things to the Celtics, and and now he's gone. Can Marcus Smart be that? Sure. But, you know, I, I, I often thought that, Marcus Smart benefited from having a guy like Avery Bradley, who was very similar to him on the floor at the same time. You know, so how do you make up for that? You know, it's still to be be determined. Um, so you know, if you ask me, I, I think uh, this Celtics team—I don't think they're better than the team they had last year, to be honest with you. And that, really? that's with the addition of Kyrie. And 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 I say really. But it's not out of the realm of possibility what you're saying. I think they're more talented this year. But what made that Boston team good last year? They had some great chemistry. They had some great chemistry. They had some dogs. And like you said, Avery Bradley, smart. You know, smart's still there. But Jay Crowder was a dog. You know, they had chemistry in Boston last year. And I was going to get to that. I think they're more talented this year, but next, but last year they had chemistry, and sometimes that chemistry is more important than talent. And so I think there is that possibility. While there are, they are more talented, they may not be a better team than they were a year ago. I think that's a legit possibility. I do think they'll be better, though. I do think they'll be better. I think Kyrie Irving, while I don't think Kyrie's a superstar, I think this guy, he's going to have a chip on his shoulder. I think he's going to carry that chip on his shoulder, and I think he's going to want to prove some things. I'm not saying he's going to beat LeBron James and, and, and the Cavaliers. I'm not saying that, but what I am saying is I, I think they're, they're, they're close. I, I think they're pretty close. But it's going to be fun. It, it, it's going to be a lot of fun. I'll, I'll say this. I'll say this to you. Penny Hardaway had a chip on his shoulder when he got traded from Orlando, too. <laughs> a, lot, a lot of guys have chip on their shoulders when they get traded or, you know, to to show people that, uh, you know, what they're really worth. I had a chip on my shoulder when I left St. Peter's and came here to Ryder. Last time I checked, I'm, uh, I'm one in three versus St. Peter's. Okay. All right. <laughs> so you're not – you're not buying that chip thing. <laughs> uh, I, I I buy it, but there's a lot more that, that comes in to that. And, right. you know, this is nothing against Kyrie, but, you know, I, I think Kyrie's uh, decision to leave Cleveland, you know, I don't know all the logistics behind it, but my honest opinion, it's probably the issue that, that I have with, the basketball world nowadays, everybody wants the the me treatment. It, you know, Scottie Pippen never had a problem being the second option. Last time I checked, he won six championships. You know, uh, Shaq and Kobe, you know, they had their issues, but they know they knew. Okay, you're Batman, I'm Robin, and they alternated years. I put it that way. They didn't have a problem uh, winning those championships. 
you, you know, so it, it's one of those things, you know, and, and I see it all, all the time, uh, you know, even with some of my guys, you know, what, what about me? You, you know, I, I'm over here. And we often forget the bigger picture uh, of winning. You know, how, how important it is winning. Um, you know, if I'm Kyrie Irving, I'm looking at a, a finals trip the next three, four years, guaranteed, with, with LeBron. How do I leave that? I, I do. I, you know. I, I agree with you. I, I, I do have a problem with that. I mean, this LeBron James you're talking about, and again, like we said, we don't know all the logistics, and it, it just—it does seem like Kyrie wanted to get out of the shadows on some level. But I, I just look at him like, man, like you said, if you're—if you want to win, and if your objective is to win, you're involved in a winning situation, and you can win and continue to win. Now we don't know what LeBron's going to do next year, but you can continue to win. And if you want to be the man. Well, LeBron might exit anyway, so this that's your opportunity to be the man. So, I mean, I, I do have a problem with Kyrie in, in terms of that, and, you know, we'll see how it plays out for him. I mean, I'm not – I don't think Kyrie's a superstar. I think he's a star. Um, but I, he, he's not Allen Iverson to me. I, I don't know if he can I, – I, I don't know. I'm going to say, I don't know. I mean, he's 25 years old, though. He, he definitely can put the ball in the basket. He def, definitely does have a big-time skill set. But I don't know if he can be that guy, that dude. And that, that's going to be the, you know, the question for Kyrie. And the pressure is on him. And, and we'll see what happens in Boston. But it's going to be fun. <laughs> I know that. Let, let me ask you this. <laughs> we, we, we talked about trusting the process. And, and, and the process was trusted in Philadelphia. And Ben Simmons came along, and Markel Fultz came along, and, you know, Okafor came along, and, you know, Joel Embiid came along. And 31 games, but in those 31 games, you saw something special, man. And you just got a max contract, and I know there's some provisions in there that kind of protect the Sixers in terms of injury and everything, but he got a max deal. From my perspective, being a 76ers fan, you almost had to give it to him because uh, just watching him the other night, I mean, 20 points in like 15 minutes, I mean, 22 points in 15 minutes, seven rebounds. I know it's the Nets, but I mean, the, the guy can do a lot of different things. He's athletic. He blocks shots. He can shoot. I mean, the, 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 he can do everything. And if he can stay healthy, and that's the biggest, he could be something special. How do you view the max contract? For Joel Embiid, if is a very big word, <laughs> uh, you know, it, it's like, uh, you know, I, I say if all the time, if I was six foot seven and probably thirty pounds lighter, you know, could I be married <laughs> to Gabriel Union? Maybe, but uh, <laughs> but you got better. You got better. You got better. <laughs> I, I, I did. I, I did. I, I did. And uh, you know. I'd like to send a shout out to my wife. She's actually probably listening while I'm talking. So, um, but you know, back to Embiid. Like you said, if, if he can stay healthy, uh, if, if you're the Sixers, you almost have to make that kind of deal uh, because if you don't, and, and he tests the market and somebody has a better situation for him, and you don't match it, then you lose him, and then you get nothing for him. But you, you know, the, the big thing is that. Uh, you know, all the stipulations that they put in the contract. Now, we don't know exactly what, what they are, but, you know, it was a move that had to be made. And, you know, you kind of hit it on the head. I, I watched them the other night as well against uh, the Nets over there at the Nassau Coliseum. And, you know, for, for those 20-plus minutes that he played, he, he was dominant, uh, you know, making a three, making a 15-footer, blocking shots, Um you know, and and the thing that that I like about him is that he ha has a personality in a good way. I, I mean, you, you've been a lifelong Sixer fan, and, and his personality is right up there with what uh, Charles Barkley was, uh, Iverson, and and meaning for the city. You, you know, he's embraced the city; they've embraced him. 
Uh, and, and, you know, I, I think the sky's the limit for, for him and for that Sixers or, organization. I, I think they're a playoff team. You, you know, if everybody stays healthy, you know, uh, with Embiid le- leading the way, uh, they should be in the playoffs. I, I look at the way Ben Simmons is playing, you, you know, and, and he's giving, you know, you Ben Franklin folks hope. Uh, <laughs> and the, the move that I like is J.J. Reddick. Now, his contract was a bit much, but with the guys that they have, he's a guy that you'll forget about that can make shots. Uh, sure. I, I think Sarge has a chance to be very good. Uh, Stauskas, if, if he can find something to be half of what Reddick is, will be good. Uh, Fultz, you know, it doesn't it, – doesn't allow folks to do everything so quickly. And, and I don't even think he has to do anything with, with this team, just be a part of it and play, play a role, you know, sure. behind uh, Embiid and, and Simmons. So, you know, I, I look at them. There's no reason why they shouldn't be in that top five, six range of the East, if not higher. I think if Joel, the, the key is Joel Embiid. If he stays healthy, they make the playoffs. If he doesn't, they don't make it. I, I think it's that. I think it's kind of that simple. But I, I'm I'm excited. The process is I, I trusted it, and, and, and you know the harvest <laughs> is is coming now, and and I'm excited. And to Nick Stauskas, he you would think he would be a JJ Redick type, and it, it just never. I don't I don't think it'll come. I don't think he will be Redick. I just don't see it at mm-hmm. this point of, of his career. But you would think he would be a JJ Redick type player but it just for whatever reason just not come together but i'm i'm excited in philadelphia and we had to give him be that kind of money it's a lot but i mean a guy age 23 and the numbers he put up special he he could be absolutely special so so let's let's get out on this let's get out on this um so obviously a lot of big time moves actually we didn't even get to houston let's get to houston real quick Harden, CP3, we have that. Those two are together. You know, to me, it doesn't excite me. I'm, I'm not super excited about it because I look at Houston and I look at the, what they did last year, and a big part of what they did last year was putting the ball in James Harden's hands and letting him do what he does. And now with CP3, the, the ball is not going to be in James Harden's hands as much as it was last season, and I thought that was one of the reasons for that team's success. How do you view CP3 and James Harden in Houston? Well, I'll say this. For the money that they're paying James Harden, the ball has to be in his hands. They have no choice. You know, for all that money you gave him, he better be able to make plays when you need him to. And I think Chris Paul has almost been the second option and the guy that has to play off the ball. But I think where that move does help them is, you know, I think Harden wore down as the season went on and had to do everything. So now, you know, if if he doesn't want a possession to bring the ball up and run the offense, now you have a guy like Chris Paul that can, you know, get you in the offense. If you ask me, I, I think the move is probably two or three years late. Uh, you know, is Chris Paul – the same Chris Paul from a couple of years ago? No. I mean, you know, clearly he's been injury prone with knick-knack injuries that have cost him some of uh, the season. But, you know, I, I still look at them as a – I look at them as a 6 seven team in the West now. With the West just being that good, uh, it, you know, it, it'll be interesting to see how they play. I mean, we know watching Mike D'Antoni that defense won't be an option. But, you know, they'll be able to score the ball. And, you know, that's where you get limited in this league, man, in, in, in the NBA. When you can't defend, you know, you, you give yourself it, – it's so much you got to do on the offensive end if, if you can't defend. And I, I think they're in that range. So, you know, it'll be an interesting year in, in Houston if they can score with the best of them. But I don't think they'll be able to stop anybody. So, but let's do this. So, just judging by what you've said today, I'm going to guess – I'm assuming that you're saying it's going to be Cleveland and Golden State again in the NBA Finals. I'm going to say that that's correct, 
with OKC probably being able to disrupt that a little bit. How much, okay. I don't know. Okay. All right. Any other team that, that jumps out in the NBA for you? Obviously, San Antonio is it, still probably going to be San Antonio, still probably going to be a decent basketball team. Minnesota's made some moves out there. Jimmy Butler's in the building. Jamal Crawford's there. And, you know, said they made some solid moves, some great offseason additions. You know, the Pelicans, they're, they're going to try to see if that DeMarcus Cousins, Anthony Davis thing can work. I'm not so sure it can. But, I mean, it, you know, they're going to try it. You know, Washington is still Washington, still a decent basketball team. Toronto's going to be solid. Milwaukee might be interesting. But is there any team that kind of stands out to you? Uh, well, I'll say this. I, I'm a big fan of uh, Damian Lillard and C.J. McCollum out there okay. in Portland. And, you know, it, it's almost like them being in the West hurts them uh, because not a lot of people talk about them, not a lot of people know about them. But, you know, I, I guarantee you the other teams in the NBA know exactly who they are. Uh, you know, I, I like what they have. You know, I, I, I like Mo Harkless. I'm, I'm a big Mo Harkless fan. Uh, you know, the kid Collins that they have, uh, that they drafted, he'll have a chance to be good. Uh, you know, and just the pieces that, that, that they have out there. You know, Terry Stotts is a, is a good coach. Uh, I, I think they can be a team that will make some noise. But, you know, with the West just being so good, I, I think they kind of get overshadowed. For sure, for sure. Lonzo Ball, how do you see that? Uh, oh, I, I want to see him do well. He's obviously got to get stronger. I, I think, uh, you know, the way the NBA is and just the way basketball is now, so out of pick and roll. And with him being that size, if, if I'm an opposing coach, I just run him in pick and roll situations and, you know, just beat him up a little bit. You know, there's no way for 82 games he's going to be able to withstand that if you just keep beating him up in those pick-and-roll situations. And him guarding the pick-and-roll, I'm, I'm referring to. Right. Uh, you know, when you got six nine, six ten guys setting those screens on you and they're cracking you every time, that, that that's tough when, when you don't have the frame to, to hold up to it. So at the end of the day, Golden State-Cleveland NBA Finals, who wins it all? Uh yeah, Golden State, uh, Cleveland again, and uh, I, I went with Cleveland last year. I'm going to go with uh, Golden State just because whoever I seem to pick the other team wins, and I'd like to see LeBron <laughs> win another one. I, I would say. I would say. Actually, the team, other than the Philadelphia 76ers, that I would like to get, you know, win an NBA title would be OKC. I would like to see Melo get one. I would definitely love to see Westbrook get one. So if the Sixers don't get it, I would love for OKC to get it. <laughs> I would love for them to get it. No, for sure. For sure. Well, we'll definitely have to see. But, you know, as we go throughout the course of the NBA season, we, we hope to have you on, hope to talk some hoops throughout the course of this season going to be fun, man, and I, I can't wait to continue to talk about it. More importantly, I can't wait to watch it. And, you know, we're going to be watching some great basketball this year. Enjoy that midnight madness. You know, good luck on your season. Get to the NC uh, tournament and do some big things. Appreciate it, man. No, I appreciate it. Thanks for having me, man. Take care. Ryder University assistant basketball coach Marlon Gill. Pleasure talking to him. It's going to be fun this NBA season. If you love NBA hoops, if you love hoops in general, you're going to love this NBA season. There are so many different storylines. Boston against Cleveland. I would love to see that in the Eastern Conference Finals. Kyrie versus LeBron. IT Isaiah Thomas against Danny Ainge in the Boston Celtics. He's got beef with Danny Ainge. He didn't like getting traded, but at the end of the day, it's a business. And the Boston Celtics had a chance, an opportunity to get better, and they took that chance and that opportunity, and they got themselves Kyrie Irving. Kyrie Irving is younger than Isaiah Thomas. Kyrie Irving is bigger.
bigger than Isaiah Thomas. Kyrie Irving is a better scorer than Isaiah Thomas. Kyrie Irving is better flat out than Isaiah Thomas. It is what it is. But at the same time, as we discussed with Marlon Gill there, Boston, while I believe they are more talented this season, they actually could be better. They actually might be better last season than they are this season. It's the possibility. They had chemistry, man. They had dogs. They had a great system in Boston. And Isaiah Thomas, you know, Kyrie Irving obviously hit some big shots, none bigger than that game seven three-point shot step back against the Golden State Warriors. They hit some, Kyrie's hit some big shots. But Isaiah Thomas, not only did he put work throughout the course of the season, he put in that work in the fourth quarter. He put in that work when the team needed him the most. He led the league in fourth quarter scoring. If that ain't big time, I don't know what is. Now, obviously he broke down. Obviously he couldn't get through the grind of an NBA season into a long playoff run. He broke down. Now, Kyrie Irving is coming into a different situation now, an opportunity to get out of the shadows of LeBron James, an opportunity to show the world that he can make plays and that he can be the quote-unquote guy. He's saying he can be that. He believes in himself as he should. But at the end of the day, even if he believes in himself, and as Marlon said, even if he has that chip on the shoulder, he's still got to go against LeBron James. He's still got to go against Isaiah Thomas, if healthy. He still has to go against a Derrick Rose, if he can stay healthy. A D-Wade. And, and, and a move like Dwayne Wade, that has nothing to do with the regular season and everything to do with the playoffs. You know, you're probably going to be seeing, you know, times where D-Wade gets rest. Because that move wasn't for, you know, November, December, January, February. No, 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 no. That move was for April, May, June. That's what that move was for. So, a lot of different stories. The Lakers, can they return to prominence? Lonzo Ball. Man, we there was a story about Lonzo Ball every day. And it seems like leading up to the NBA draft, this season was a, there was a story about Lonzo Ball, whether it's his shoes, whether it's dad. And there was a story about Lonzo Ball every day, whether it was his family, whether it was LaMelo, LiAngelo. I mean, it was a story about a ball, Lonzo, LaVar, LiAngelo, LaMelo, even a mom, every day leading up to the draft and beyond. We were waiting for what LeVar was going to say next. And you can hate LeVar. You can say you're tired of hearing about LeVar. But LeVar Ball is one of the reasons that Lonzo Ball is being talked about. His daddy. But again, New Orleans, you look at the Pels, DeMarcus Cousins and, and, and uh, Anthony Davis, can they put it together? Obviously, the talent is there with those two players. Obviously, the talent is there. Cousins is one of the best scoring bigs in the game. Anthony Davis is special. He's a do-it-all type of player. You can just look at his stat line and say, this dude can do a lot, and he can score in a lot of different ways. So you look at him. He's talented. You look at Boogie Cousins. He's talented. Drew Holiday, if he can stay healthy, when Drew Holiday was healthy last year, they played some decent basketball. If he can stay healthy, he's talented. You got Rondo in the mix. Tony Allen, a guy who can give you some solid minutes. We'll see if they can put that thing together and get to the playoffs and make some noise. Houston, obviously, with... with Harden and CP3, that's big time. We'll see if they can put that thing together. 
Well, you know, obviously with with Harden, he had the ball in his hands, and he ran that that Mike D'Antoni system better than Steve Nash. He put the ball in the basket. He got each and everybody involved, and he put up some big-time numbers. And if it wasn't for Russell Westbrook's triple-double season, if it wasn't for Russell Westbrook messing around and averaging a triple-double, guess what? James Harden would have would have been the league's MVP. No doubt about it. No doubt about it. PQL, let's get to that real quick. Before we get to that, the Cavaliers reportedly sent Richard Jefferson, Kay Felder to the Hawks. This is according to Woj from ESPN. And apparently the Hawks are going to waive Jefferson and Felder. And so obviously those guys will be free agents at some point. But anyway. Ezekiel Elliott, that story will not go away. That story will not go away. Obviously, yesterday in a federal court, it was voted on by judges two to one that Elliott's suspension be reinstated. And therefore, Elliott and the NFL said, you know what, the the suspension, the Cowboys at this point are on by, but the suspension is immediate. Now they could they could go to federal court or another court in New York or or I mean it, it, this this thing could go on and on and on, a la Tom Brady, and and ultimately you know who knows where it'll end. It 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 seems like the case. I mean obviously Ezekiel Elliott wasn't prosecuted for what happened, and, and I'm like this you know and again. I know your job or your employer can suspend you for something that is not criminal per se, but the the thing about it is the guy wasn't convicted. The the, the woman involved in it, her story at some point seemed interesting. I I, I just don't, I mean, I I don't like to see guys suspended without convictions. And again, I I know it doesn't always necessarily take a conviction for for someone to be suspended, but I, it just I don't know. But I, I just obviously Zeke is. It seems like the suspension is going to happen one way or another, whether it's this year, or next year. Seems like it's going to happen. Doesn't seem like it's going to get reduced, but who knows? I mean, they're, you know, these lawyers are making a lot of money, and and they're going to keep going doing this thing and doing this thing and and doing it some more. But we'll we'll see if we can get a resolution to this thing. I, I think a lot of times I look at last year with, you know, a couple of years ago, Tom Brady, last year with Tom Brady or two years ago, when we were just talking about the flake and talking about it, going to court, he suspended, not suspended. Got all. And, and, and we started focusing on stuff that had nothing to do with football. And I like to focus on stuff that has to do with football. And, and we can all look at the national anthem thing. It, it, it's a situation now. Don't get me wrong. I have no problem with Colin Kaepernick and what he did. I applaud him. If, you know, and I, it's not about the flag. Kaepernick has made that point over and over. But I mean, at the end of the day, you're going to have a segment of the population that's going to applaud it. You're going to have a segment of the population that's going to hate it. And that's just the way it goes with this situation. And it might go along racial lines as well. So that's just the nature of the situation when it comes to the national anthem in the National Football League. I want to thank Ryder University assistant basketball coach Marlon Gill for stopping by. You can listen to this show and other great shows, blogtalkradio.com slash pgame, where you can listen to this show and other great shows. Follow us on Twitter at GoForItCan't. Hit us up on YouTube, go for it, can't. Hit us up on Facebook, go for it, can't. And go to the website, goforitgainsports.com, where we continue to talk sports and have fun doing it. For everybody here, go for it. We hope. We hope that we see you next week. See you later. Take care. Bye.